Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that's been with us for over a decade at Tab Computers. Help me out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. So uh, we have one line open. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, Danny is out there, our resident groupie from Glastonbury first. Hey, Danny, what's up? I heard you talking to one of those earlier callers, and he said that he had uh, about it with his email. He said he had sbcglobal.net. Yeah. That's what my wife has. Is that like um, she shouldn't have that, or she should have something else? It's a, It's just SBC Global. Were they before SNET? They were just after SNET. So yeah. when SNET broke up or what went away, right. SBC Global was a – how how long ago has that been? Well, she's had it, you know, for a while. Right. So at any moment, whoever owns SBCGlobal.net could just say, eh, why are we still running with this domain? Uh-huh. And her email box will change. Oh, I see. So that's the only thing. And his, I think she and, does have Yahoo as like her homepage or whatever pops up or something. Yeah, I think it's powered by Yahoo. And right. Yahoo had one billion hacks, as you as we all know. Yeah. of their mail. So there's a lot of reasons to not have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this poor guy's case, Ken, he didn't know where to start. And um, I think it's probably through AT&T in this case. As a, as a right, the conglomerate. Well, it be Frontier now. From, um, right, Frontier, from right. Frontier, yeah. Right, Frontier. Uh, another thing real quick. You were talking about defragging. Yeah. Can I do that? Do my tablets do that? <laughs> Danny, 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 not really. Okay. Um, you should have a little tool on the Samsung that'll yeah. clean up space for you. It's part of the um, Samsung utilities. Right. But okay. um, hard drives are different. That's like the Clean Master. Like the Clean on the, Master. On my, on my true love. Exactly, on your Acer, yes. Hey, uh, what, what do you think about, I, I was surprised you didn't mention anything about those uh, zero-day attacks, the, the tools that got released for that. Oh, the recent attacks that were used uh, to to bring up Sustex, uh, Stux, uh, Stuxnet or something like that? That one? I can't well, really yeah, say. Yeah, I, I guess the, the, there was just a new WikiLeaks dump, and they, they released a whole bunch of tools that the NSA had. Yeah. They can get into anybody because they've never been used before. So I didn't, no defense. I didn't bring them up. No, I, you know what? I just feel like I'm saying it almost every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. And people don't really necessarily fully understand... And neither do I. The, yeah. the what the risk is uh, of those tools being out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to freak people out too much. Yeah. And how about the banking system has been monitored in the whole world forever by the NSA? Yeah, but that's not a surprise. I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? Remember that whole thing with Denny Hastert and what he did with his 
is uh, payoff to that guy. I mean, I know. everyone right. you know tries to circumvent spending X number of dollars. And so, I mean, I, I would contend it's been monitored for a long time. You know, I read a book back in the nineties called The Puzzle Palace mm-hmm. by a guy named James Bamford, and it was about the NSA. Yeah, you know, back when they used to call it no such agency. <laughs> 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 before before it was in the news so much. Is it worth uh, recommending? Uh, yeah, it is, because it really is, like, he was talking about back then, everything that they're doing now, mm-hmm. except, you know, the it wasn't as common terminology because of how the technology and the, the net and the web and everything's advanced. Right. But, I mean, they were on it way back. Yeah, this is this book was written back in '83. I see. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it's a very interesting book. Okay. Well, All right, guys. Thanks so, a lot. So, Danny, Thanks, Danny. Danny. Yeah. Did you uh, see the article on what the Earth looks like from Saturn? They had the pictures in there from the uh, oh, NASA's yeah, Cassini spacecraft. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was a beautiful photograph. Oh yeah. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but now I'm going to go find it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Show them where it is, Bob. I'll put a link up there. Okay. Thanks, Danny. All right, thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Our resident groupie. Let's move on to uh, Rich in Nugget. Hey, Rich. What's up? Hey. Good morning, guys. Morning. It seems like uh, defragging is a popular uh, topic this morning, and I just wanted to get your guys' take opinion. Um, uh, isn't it always or hasn't it been true that uh, to defrag an SSD drive, you know, solid state drive versus your traditional uh, you know, hard disk drive, uh, not such a hot idea? Correct. And if you guys have, well, uh, maybe you might want to clarify for the users out there because uh, you kind of cavalierly uh, threw out uh, the uh, defragging the gentleman's drive, but I don't know, maybe I missed it, whether or not you clarified whether or not he had an SSD or an HDD. We're pretty uh, sure he by had. By the way, that Google Earth thing was pretty sharp, by the way, also. Was it? Cool. Uh, yeah, the S- the SSD is a good point, Rich. Uh, nowadays, more and more people are buying SSD drives. So just, just so you guys know, defragging on a traditional hard drive versus SSD Uh you don't want to do it in an SSD drive. And by default, most operating systems are SSD aware and uh, will turn that ability off and won't run those routines anyways. Um, or they'll warn you. Some of them can warn you. Uh, but I agree with you, Rich, that SSD is definitely something you don't want to defrag. With defragging, you're going to move all the files nice and close to that spindle on a traditional hard drive, and that'll make things faster as far as read-write. So, yes, we should have caveated it. Sometimes I think to do it, sometimes I don't. So thank you. The SSD, uh, it has what's called the trim command, Mm -hmm. which replaces the uh, defrag command. Right. So good point. We should have brought it up. Yeah, just wanted to mention it for some of the guys out there that maybe you know dropping into like Dell's has their accessories and you can go into right. uh, You know, dealing with for there. So that was all. Just wanted to point that out. No, good point, Rich. All right. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. You too. The thing about this as well is that part of the the logic I like to use is if if basically if your machine is running slowly, then you're going to use these tools like defrag. But if you have a solid state computer, I doubt it's running slowly. So you wouldn't even you'd be like, ah, my machine's so fast, I don't even have to deal with it. And solid state, it really is the way to go if you want performance. And he was running a Windows Seven machine, yeah, which the operating system is not SSD aware. Right, so then it would have allowed him to run that Correct. defrag, and would have been bad. But he's not running. He's not. If his and it was five years old. Yes, I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's not running SSD. But Rich, but Rich is right. We should we should caveat it so we don't want. You. There are folks out there that are just like to run utilities. <laughs> we don't want you to cause True. trouble. There are people that try to clean up their uh, up their uh, disk drives too much. Yeah, don't be a computer neat, Nick. If it ain't broke, don't fix.
Let's go on to uh, Richard in West Hartford next. Hey, Richard. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I, I've got a problem with attachments and email. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm working on um, with Windows uh, 7, and uh, the email program is Windows Live Mail. And I used to be able to uh, open the attachments directly from the email just by right-clicking and opening. But now I have I, my only option is to save it and then go to the file manager and fetch the uh, file. Gotcha. So you're not able to open it within the within the live mail program. Exactly. All right. Any idea, Bob, off the top of your head? No, I should download unless it's being blocked. Let's say, um, well, I don't know whether that would be considered a pop-up or whatever. But no, it's an attachment. He wants to re- open like a PDF within the live mail application, and he has to down. He has to bring it down locally to do it. Yeah, I went to the internet, and and the, uh, one of the options was just to go to the um, the options within the email program and make sure that that was uh, attachments could be opened, and I did that, and and, and it was already okay. Are you sure it has to do with all attachments, Richard, or is it just certain attachments? No, PDF files, uh, uh, spreadsheets, and uh, uh, the Word pro, uh, documents. I'm thinking it has to do with some sort of preview or not, or some sort of support um, for those files not being part of the. However, you bring it locally, and it's there, right? It's there, obviously. So you are, you must have the application to, to look at it. Oh, yeah, 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 it's there. I mean, as soon as I save it and then click on the, the saved file, uh, it, it, it opens right up. That's not a... Yeah, and no and no error, just just won't let you do it. You'll double-click on right. it. That's right, no, 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 no signal at all. It's just blank, nothing, no reaction. No reaction. Hmm. This is an Outlook, right? Live yeah. mail. Live, live mail. mail. Yeah, Windows Live Mail. Yeah, we're not finding anything. That tells us you know, why or how to f- correct that without an error. It, it just blank. Yeah. And as I say, I used to be able to do it all the time for years. Hmm. I'm not finding anything. Yeah, I've got something here. You have an idea? I don't, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard of it before. Um, generally, it has to do with the, op- you know, the support for the actual file not being on your operating system. Um, that, there's something here from December 2016. You find something, Bob? Yeah, I've got something here from February 25th, and it says to use the Windows shell uh, to open open command uh, to create uh, some sort of a registry entry. I'm just reading it now. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there. Hmm. There's been some updates too that can cause this. Microsoft could have changed this too um, during an update. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is a weird one. An update could have caused this, but this is for older older uh, systems. Here's running Windows 7, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a weird one. Hmm. I wonder, I assume your preview has been turned on, right? You have the preview ability within the uh, live mail turned on? The preview. Because that's a security feature. Sometimes you you turn that off because attachments you don't want them to run, and uh, 
you turn that ability to preview mail or attachments off. So maybe your preview pane in live mail has been turned off. Um, I think I'm in, I, the, I'm in the options section. Where where do I see that setting? Hang on, hang on, kid. I think I might have a possible fix here. You do? All right. Yeah. This is uh, from Microsoft Answers from the Microsoft Forum. Yep. It says, I cannot open attachments from Windows Live Mail 2012. Right. And what it's saying to do is uh, once your files have been backed up, you can then follow the steps to repair Windows Live Mail. It says go to the control panel, click on Programs, uh, click on Uninstall, look for Windows Essentials, then uninstall it. A window will pop asking you whether we want to remove or repair. Click on the Repair All Windows Essential Program. Hmm. So they're uh, saying it's an oper- It's a problem with the actual application. So I can post a link for that. Excellent. And it could mean, it, from what we're seeing here, that's the thing. We're not seeing any specific thing that says that it's broken. We're just seeing that, you know... You can turn it on, turn it off in the preview as well. Show images in Windows Live Mail. There's there's a there's checkboxes for that. Um, how to disable thumbnail previews for attachments. Hang on, that that's back to 2012 again. Um, but it sounds more like you've got something wrong here. But there is a if you go to View and select Show Message Header. Um, there's a Reading Page drop down. It'll end. We can put a link up for this as well. Um, we're not big fans of Windows Live Mail. We use more Outlook in our day-to-day work. Yeah. But um, we'll put this one up here as well to see if that helps you with uh, how, to, you can, how to disable the preview, which is what I would contend has possibly happened here. In this case, you want to re-enable it, so do the reverse of what I'm about to post. All right. See if so that you works. Some posts there. One is uh, – well, I'll find them all right. You know. Oh, yeah, you'll see them for yourself. Now, there won't be a computer talk with tab.com because the site's not having – we're having some trouble with that, so you have to go to our Facebook side and find it there. Okay. So like us at Tab Computer System or just go over to Tab Computer System's Facebook page. These same links are there as well for you. Good, good. All right. That's a weird one, man. Well, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, well, I'll see what I can do with it all. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Richard. Bye now. All right. Bye-bye. We're a tech company having technical difficulties. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We just recently updated our website, and it needed an update. It had been uh, running the same way for a long time, and uh, the uh, – tool we're using to allow for automatic up, uh, the updating, the concurrent updating on this new website is giving us some fits over the old website. So the old websites were to work perfectly still. <laughs> this new one's better, quote unquote. Well, maybe it's operator error. We have to come up to speed on it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so Matt, we gotta take, a, take a quick break here? Yeah, I'm going to step out for a quick break. We get four lines open for you guys. We're here until 11 o'clock. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. The lines are starting to ring, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And as we wait for Matt to pick up these calls, we do have a couple of other technology news things you might be interested in. And Bob had one that Apple's working on. Pretty cool. Yeah. Now, this one's very secret, so you can't tell anybody. (laughs) Yes. Apple may transform diabetes care and treatment. This is according to a report. Apple is working on a secret project to develop wearable devices that can monitor the blood sugar of diabetics without using invasive finger sticks, part of a vision that originated 
with company founder Steve Jobs, CNBC reported earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Apple has assembled a team of biomedical engineers from various companies to work on the project, according to the report. Core, C-O-R, a company Apple acquired in 2010, has been working for more than five years on a way to integrate non-invasive glucose monitoring into a wearable, um, like, an Apple Watch device. Nice. Glucose monitoring traditionally has required that diabetics use lancets to pierce their fingertips at least four times daily, measuring blood glucose levels before meals, when waking up, and before going to bed. Yep. Many type 1 diabetics wear pumps to deliver insulin, and they sometimes test up to 16 times a day. That's a lot of finger pricks. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Um, one of the benefits of continuous glucose monitoring is to warn diabetics when blood uh, glucose is rising or falling rapidly. Hypoglycemia can result when glucose levels fall below 70 milligrams per deciliter. Right. Hyperglycemia, a rapid rise in blood glucose, can lead to ketoacidosis or worse, diabetic coma. Right. So, so this is pretty cool. I mean, imagine if they could do this and then interface with the uh, insulin pumps to actually regulate what's what they need. It could be it right. could really perfect what they what uh, diabetics need for for insulin. So then That'd it talks about the existing there's existing products out there. Um, Apple has a partnership with partnership with Dexcom, which offers the G5 continuous glucose monitor. Mm-hmm. It allows Apple Watch users to monitor their blood sugar using an app that syncs with iPhone. Nice. Many GCM glu- glu- uh, glucose monitoring devices have accuracy issues and require frequent calibration with blood glucose sensors. Oh, boy. However, regulators last year found the G5 readings were accurate enough to require calibration just once every 12 hours. Oh, well, there's still a bit of a little work to do here, They've but it's, it's a good, to do. It's no a good step in the right direction. That's tremendous. Yes, it is. And there's more in this article. We can put a link up to it. Yeah. Oh, good news. I mean, poor diabetics have a lot to go through. Oh, well, I know. My disease. mom was diabetic. Yeah. yeah. So it would be great if it was more automated for their, so they could live their lives and not continuously yeah, Well, your watch themselves. or your iPhone could give you a monitor to tell you when you needed to. Yeah. Well, you if, know. if it speaks to the pump directly, man, you win. Yep. A uh, couple lines open. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go to Joe in Berlin. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hey, I called you guys last week about uh, the issue I had with uh, uh, Mozilla Firefox uh, opening in the sidebar. Are you complaining? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just want to let you know that right after I, I hung up with you guys, for whatever reason, I, I right-clicked on that link. I hit properties. Yep. And in the bar there, there's a check mark that says load this bookmark in the sidebar. Yep. I unchecked it and everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What I don't understand is that I, I reset everything to factory default. Uh, I reloaded the program. It always remembered that one check mark. And this time it didn't. Why. This time it didn't, huh? Well, well I had to uncheck it. Manually uncheck uncheck, it. uncheck it. And then uh, every, everything's running fine. But I just want to say thank you again. I love your show. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, we got to be careful. You know, get these these complaint calls coming in. You know, we, have a, we have a department for that, you know. <laughs> So we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about 
will be eventually posted to uh, computertalkwithtab.com when that site is working properly. Uh, but it is posted to our Facebook page. This is not some sort of ruse to get you to follow us on Facebook. It just happens to be there and it does work. Uh, if you go to Tab Computer Systems and like us, you'll get it into your news feed. Or you can just go to the page and see it there as well. And, then, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Mr. Trump's favorite medium, and it'll be there as well. So uh, we'll be here for another half an hour. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. A couple lines open, three lines open, actually, so... Feel free to get on. We'll do our best. Let's go on to your calls and Stan and Hanover first. Hey, Stan. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. I have two computers, both running Windows 10 anniversary. Yep. I get this automatic update business that you can't do much about, I guess. It's quite annoying. And one of them, yeah, it's annoying. One of them updated to Windows 10 Creator. Yes. Okay, that's no problem. Yeah. The other one gives me this thing, and it says update status. Updates are available. Blah, blah, blah. Click to fix. It had ran into a problem. So I click to fix, and I come up with this thing. It says Windows 10 cannot be installed. You cannot install Windows on a USB flash drive using setup. <laughs> which, is, which is what you're not doing, right? Right, which is I am not doing. Right. right. Oh, it's the year 2017, <laughs> and Microsoft can't update your operating system. Now, was this Windows 7 to start? No, it was Windows 8.1. Okay, so it came out in that same flavor of the Windows 10-type flavor of OS. Right. You upgraded right. it to 10, and now it wants to go with Creator. Wow. Yeah. And now it's telling me I can't. <sighs> My other one it updated perfectly. I mean, it did automatically. I didn't have to do well, you know, Microsoft 50% of the time works is perfect, right? <laughs> That's about the uh, percentage you're hoping for. Um, there's a couple of articles here that talk about the most common pr uh, problems with Windows 10 Creator Update and how to fix them. I mean, it's almost embarrassing that Microsoft has to name this thing Creator like it's some sort of, yeah, this is, goes back to when we first started. <laughs> and uh, Windows 3.1. It's ridiculous here. Uh, I'm trying to find out why your system would think it's trying to be updated from a USB. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Um, there's a lot of options here. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of options, and there's 10 of them here, and any one of these could fix this problem. Are you, you're you. going to post a link to your Facebook page? Yeah, because to take the amount of time to describe yeah. how to do that. I'll take um, a look, quick look at it. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, I built a new computer, and I used a uh, uh, APG instead of a CPU. I, AVG. APU yeah, yeah. Instead of a CPU. Yeah. I, I'm loving it. I really am. The AMD, you mean, right? Yeah, I used the AMD to uh, Series 10. Yeah. Yeah, outstanding. It really is. But it, yeah, it's, I, do, it, I do a lot of photo editing, so I'm running 32 gigabytes of uh, RAM on it. But well, yeah, you get a lot of power there. Oh, uh, yeah, I got a, a thousand watt. PS. Oh, wow, you have a thousand <laughs> yeah, watt power yeah. supply? Holy moly! Yeah. Is yeah. this I'm is this the machine that's not updating though? This is the machine that's not updating. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, Stan. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Your problem could have could relate to something you did on the config, maybe. Um, but you, how long how long ago did you build this thing? Uh, about two weeks ago. Two weeks? So wait a minute. Did it, you said it started as a Windows eight machine? No, no, no. This well, did yes, it started as a Windows eight machine. I put, I put Windows eight on it. Okay. I, this is this is a home built machine. It's nothing I bought. I, okay. I bought the components and built it. And I had a, a, a Windows eight. That dog is had, that dog is upset. You yeah. want, can you move the dog away? Feed <laughs> <laughs> <Be> the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so so, so, it's, so you started with Windows eight two weeks ago, and then you upgraded right. it. Is it? A, right. It's a legit copy, though, right, Stan? Oh yes, yeah. Okay. And uh, but now you're having this issue. With right. it having a problem already, I yeah, mean, there could be Windows 10 Creator, right? It's- right. Well, we've got. Uh, we'll put the link up there for you. There's like a bunch of issues that are caused by this Creator update. <laughs> I can't believe there's already articles that are coming out um, talking about it. Did you find anything else, Bob, that he should find? Nothing uh, really good. Okay, but the one I found, I think, is pretty good. <laughs> the, you know what? Maybe I just leave the bloody thing alone. Well, you obviously yeah. you could do that. However, it's going to keep trying to update. Yeah. That's the problem. It pops up all the time. Yeah. So there's eight. There's there's the eight most common problems with Windows 10 Creator update that we're going to put here, and how to fix them. And maybe one of those uh, solutions will solve this issue for you, uh, okay. Stan. And maybe it's the uh, AMD processor. It could be. Uh, I have a quick question. If yeah. You got a second. Of course. What do you guys know about the uh, uh, GTX 1080 video card? You know anything about it? Uh, that doesn't ring any bells. Is it, it's a, is it an NVIDIA um, chipset? Yeah, it's an NVIDIA chipset. Uh, I think it's put out by EVG. Or okay. Are you having troubles with it? No, I'm I'm, I'm contemplating buying one, but it's it's about a seven hundred dollar investment. I'm just wondering if it's worth it. Uh, only you should always work backwards from the application you're using. Okay. So if you're doing. You know, photo editing. What yeah, does? I do a lot of photo editing. Yeah, so if I assume that you want to buy that video card for that purpose, always buy your technology to exceed the software requirements so that you can get a good solution. So I couldn't tell you how that card would relate to the software you're using. Uh, that's where you want to start. I'm sure it's a great card. Probably has two gigs of RAM. Um, uh, actually, I think it has. Uh, I think I saw it said it had eleven. Eleven? Mm-hmm. Stan, you don't need that. That's that's uh, what I saw. That's why I'm asking because that seems like an awful lot of RAM. It's an awful lot of card for what you're going to be doing. If you're doing computer aided design, 3D modeling, you know, SolidWorks, AutoCAD, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's a very high end card, uh, even yeah. for for with 11 gigs. I, of RAM. I would still check with the uh, the software manufacturer and see if they actually support the card. Because the card may be too new and they may not actually support it yet. Oh, yeah, man, be able to take advantage of a lot of the things it has to offer you. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. You guys, Dan. A thousand watt power supply is a monster of a power supply to find in a PC. Uh, typically, we, when we build our file servers for our clients, they have two 850 watt power supplies to run a full file server. To have a thousand watts in your PC is uh, that thing's a monster. It's like a Hemi engine in a in a Pinto. Let's go on for uh, to Paul and Danbury here. Hey, Paul. Hey, how are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm uh, looking to get a new computer. A couple of friends of mine have 
suggested that I, uh, you know, uh, get the new computer. I, I, I have some issues. I have a Windows 7. It's probably, I would say, maybe seven years old. It, yep. Uh, could be uh, a little bit older. Not sure. Served you well, then. But, uh, definitely seven. And yep. what I'm looking at is I've been listening to you guys, and you're saying about how, uh, you know, some issues with Windows 10. And I'm just wondering <laughs> if I should just hold on for this for a little bit longer or... Well, you're gonna if you if you listen to any one of our shows, you'll find that there's issues with every operating system that comes out. So, unfortunately, right. yes, we just talked to the last caller, and the latest version of Windows 10 Creator update there is causing him some trouble. But you really have no choice if you're going to buy new technology today. You're going to get probably a seventh generation processor, and if you right. if you use Windows 7 on that processor, you're not going to be able to update it. Microsoft is saying no updates for you because well, uh, yeah, I understand it. Yeah. What I'm just saying is that, uh, so, if, I mean, I'm, I'll, you know, when I buy a computer, definitely Windows 10. Yeah. But it's just, uh, you know, I'm, I will have issues, you know. <laughs> I, I just don't want to have, uh, you know, like the, because friends of mine have told me never to get uh, Windows 8, so. Yeah, yeah, Windows 8 should be long gone anyways. Um, Windows 10 is the way you're going to have to go and should go. And, yes, you're going to have issues. I mean, we've done this show now for 22 years. Eventually, all the computer problems will stop, but that's only when, you know, when the uh, machines take over. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I have to say that listening to you, I, um, you know, I've gotten some of the stuff like uh, malware bytes, yep. and I was amazed at the, um, you know, I, I went through my, you know, my, you know, doing my computer, and I said, you know, how much stuff that, that goes on there, and I, and you know, like once a week, I, you know, I put it on there, and I'm surprised that I do get a couple of things listed as to, uh, yeah, that are malicious. Some of that's on, that's on there. Yeah, I would recommend running OpenDNS, and that'll lower the the chances of that stuff getting back on there. Right, I I, I have it. You know, I. Uh, I go to your site once in a while. I look at the stuff that's there. Yep. And I, I do. I I say that you know you definitely you know stuff to help clean my computer out. And mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm amazed that uh, you know just sometimes you know just uh, you know certain information. I mean I I have a, my computer. I pay bills on it and mm-hmm. I do stuff. And even still, I, I'm like, how did this stuff pop up? You know. It is a little, it is a little nerve wracking, right? I mean, that's why I don't do any of that on my computer at home. <laughs> I do it the old fashioned way. I write checks. I know it sounds wrong, but I know how that sausage is made, and I just don't trust it. Uh, that's okay. just me. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, and uh, I don't mind if one other thing. Um, when I have a, um, I try to pay a, a bill, mm-hmm. and uh, it said that I needed uh, to update my browser, which yeah. I did, and it was uh, uh, I was using uh, uh, Google Chrome. Mm-hmm. I I thought I updated it, but it's still saying that I don't have the right information. Is uh, obviously I might be doing something wrong, or um, find out if your bank requires you to use Internet Explorer. They might want oh. you to run Edge or the Internet Explorer uh, browser because uh, they're more standardized to that. But uh, okay. double-check your version of Chrome against what the bank requires you to use and uh, okay. see if, it, if you're at the same level. If, if you are, then there's something other, some other problem uh, going on. But I would suspect they're going to want you to use IE for that, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Well, I, I never realized that because, you know, uh, it had I thought worked. I had the latest, uh, you know, uh, version of Chrome. But um, I'll check that, and um, I do appreciate you. you <laughs> thanks, Paul. We appreciate you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Have, okay, have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, bye bye.
And yeah. there's always Firefox and Opera because these uh, browsers are being updated all the time. Yeah, it's just his, his bank may not support that interface. You know, sometimes they require to use IE. That's true. So, yeah, based on even what he had just said, I mean, you think about it, you know, he's still finding malware weekly on his machine and then, you know, interfacing with the bank or interfacing with such and such. I always get concerned about, you know, what kind of browser hijacks are happening or what kind of Trojans are sitting on the machine or that key are key logger. logging. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, you're only one infection away from your your bank, your account being compromised. And now the banks want to charge you to send you a statement. Right. I mean, I have a, a good buddy who's in the banking business. And uh, I mean, I, I pay for my statement, my paper statement, because you only the, the window to no, notice a problem with your bank account and have it corrected is six months. Now, Wells Fargo somehow created millions of accounts that nobody noticed. Millions. <laughs> and how do they do that? Because they don't send you statements. <laughs> And you're not getting them in the bank in the mail. Why? Because they have the gall to charge you. So if Blumenthal wants to go after another low-hanging fruit type of issue, <laughs> forcing the banks to send your statements paper via paper is still something we should do. I know he wants to save the trees, but we need to see it in paper so that we can actually def- you know make sure the, the the banks themselves aren't doing any Wells Fargo stuff to us. You know, and the moment you know you, people remove money from your account, if you don't notice it for six months, they're not liable anymore. That's not good. <laughs> Matt, do you print your statement out every six months or every day? Every month you print it out and read it? So Matt's checking his every single month. How about you, Bob? I actually log in every day. <laughs> you log in. So you're on the computer. Yes. Yeah, I don't log in. But you won't, you, you're a geek, so you're, you're pretty fairly certain your computer's safe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. How sure? I'm very sure. What's your password? Just kidding. We're going to take a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Rick and Wallingford, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk. Yeah, and talking to our producer, Matt, he gets the paper statement and he prints out the electronic statement to make sure they match. Not so much we trust the banks. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... Again, if, if if Wells Fargo can do what they did and open up all those accounts without anybody noticing, that's... I mean, we need those those statements to make sure we can... Well, I just like the return I get on my money that's in the the savings. (laughs) (laughs) 0.00 something percent. Well, they're they're having a hard time too. I mean, when they loan money out, I mean, they're not making any money either on the loans. So interest rates have to change a little bit. Let's move on to Rick in Wallingford. Hey, Rick. How are you guys doing? Fine. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks. Listen, what I was calling about, I got a trouble with my inkjet printer. Inkjet, okay. It's an HP 6500. Got it probably four or five years ago anyway. Okay. And I put it, the black ink was drying out. Figured it was a new cartridge. Bought the new cartridge, put it in, and it's still not printing. And then I shake both cartridges. You can hear the ink inside of them, so I don't think it was ever the first cartridge running out. Right. It could be the nozzles which clogged up. Nozzles clogged up. Is there a way to fix that? You have to put a new nozzle in or... Well, there's a cleaning routine you can run, but it's going to use a lot of ink when it tries to run this cleaning routine. Do you have any other ideas, Bob? Well, you know, I used to do it a little bit different, a low-tech way. A low-tech, oh boy. Because if you pull the cartridges out and you see that there's like a lot of ink on the outside where the nozzles are, you know, you can kind of... the nozzles on the bottom. I I thought it might rotate up. 
and so, it doesn't seem to do that. So you can see that. So what I would do no, is no, I, I can't do that. I can't rotate it up to see that. Oh, you can. Yeah, but you can take the you can take the cartridges out, correct? Yeah, the gears. Yes, those come out correct. So what I used to do is I would take the cartridges out and lightly dampen some toilet tissue. And okay. rub it over there and clean it off and put them back in. And a lot oh, of times on the, that on the, would, on the top, the, like like screen at the, the, the not the top, no, where the ink comes out at the bottom. Okay, hmm. slightly rubbed. You over. could typically see that it was really built up with ink. Right. Okay. And do you do a lot of color printing, Rick? Not a lot of colors, but putting. In fact, I haven't even had any color cartridges in there. I put just put them in, and those work fine. Yeah. It's just the black cartridge that's. Yeah, that nozzles are probably completely caked. Or or frozen up with ink. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so with the, the color, the cleaning routine you mentioned, is that something that's in the, in the, the printer itself? Or yeah, it? there's a routine that's in the printer itself that you can you can tell it to run, but sometimes it's just going to go through a lot of ink to try to do, to do its routine. Okay. It's, it's supposed to quote unquote help clean the uh, printer, but I always felt it was just chewing up a bunch of expensive ink too. But in this case, sure. you can try it. Um, don't spend too much time and energy on it. If I would always recommend, if you can get away from inkjet and get over to laser, you'll yeah, be, you'll... I want a laser. My wife convinced me into the inkjet a while back because it was so cheap. But yeah, the lasers seem to be a lot cheaper now, and it really can be very cost effective, and it won't have these types of issues. Yeah, you're you're going to have toner issues where HP is going to scream at you to buy more toner all the time, because mm-hmm. um, that's where they make all their money. But it won't. You can run those toner cartridges to the very very end. And uh, they last a lot longer than the cartridges, probably. Huh? Oh yeah, I think so. And the and the cost per page is much lower than ink, uh, inkjet generally, um, unless inkjet trying to come down too. But it's more maintenance. I mean, you're spitting yeah. all ink all over the page versus just using toner, which is uh, a much cleaner method of printing. Still, mm-hmm. still dirty, but it's much cleaner than inkjet. Yeah, which are they all about the same? The the, the levels of uh, you know the lasers, the the HBs, or the uh, the Epsons or whoever you know, yeah. Canon or whatever, they're all pretty similar. I would look at HP. It's always been the brand that we always uh, fall back on. Mm-hmm. But look at the others as well, but HP is more ubiquitous. Go ahead, Bob. I yeah. have a, an article here from HP about blank, black ink not printing and other print quality issues, and it tells you what to do. So we can put that link up for you as well. For, oh, that, for that model printer or for yes. in general? Oh, wow. We even got it for that model printer for you, oh. Rick. Wow. For, for, for now, that'd be awesome, just so I can get my, my son's prints working for school and stuff, and I'll start checking out the lasers. And um, what's, t- what's too much, not much, too much money to spend on a, uh, a, a laser with color? Because I need it for color. For, for, I would you say know. you could probably get one for, gosh, three fifty ish, roughly. Do you have you have the scanning and copying ability with them, too? Or? Uh, you can buy those as well, but generally, no. You're going to have to add more for that. But we're coming against a hard break. Check it out at Staples. They have all sorts of good options there, Rick. All right. Where do I find that link, then? On on, on, on our Facebook page for now. Uh, go to okay. Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, okay? Okay, great. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Dr. Lessie's up next. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 